G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to one of the more remote regions in our nation and certainly in the state of Queensland where it's estimated there's one person per 32,000 acres. I've worked that out at one person per 130 square kilometres. Well, a new project supporting the emotional and psychological wellness of isolated people in rural communities has the backing of Brisbane-based not-for-profit charity called Carinity. They're partnering with Queensland Baptist Churches and Longreach Baptist Church has launched what's called Outback Connect. The pastor of Longreach Baptist is Steve Ballin. Steve's joining us. Steve, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. And Steve, just before we go any further, I might say that I'm a former Longreach boy and in a time before your church was the Baptist Church, I was a part of your church when it was a part of the Brethren Assemblies. So I've got a wonderful affinity to where you're talking to us from today. Oh, that's good. You always find people that have been out here. A lot of people come out here to do their country service as professionals or have lived out here for a couple of years. So it's, uh, yeah, it's good to, good to hear that... Uh, someone else who's been impacted by the ministry out here. Well, let's talk about what you're doing with Outback Connect because mental health is the issue here. I wonder whether you've got an insight for us on just how big an issue mental health is for those who are in isolated communities and living on the land. Yeah, look, uh, the suicide rates in uh, in remote and very remote areas are, are nearly two times higher than uh, in the more populated areas of our, our, our state. Um, we know that uh, there's a greater risk of mental health orders, uh, disorders by people living in isolated communities. And, uh, you know, they have minimal actual relational connections. You know, they don't have the, the physical communities that uh, a lot of people do have. So, uh, so it is a fairly significant need. And, uh, you know, just to give you some idea, the, uh, there's a number of people in our church that travel uh, more than 50 kilometres. Some travel for more than two hours just to come in and be part of our service on a Sunday. So... You're talking about a lot of area uh, and uh, and not many people in between. So, yeah. Is it the isolation? Uh, are there other factors in all of that that affect the mental health of people who are living in country town areas? Yeah, it's the isolation. Uh, it's also the breakdown of the local community uh, with new technology. Uh, technology can support, obviously, relational connections, but it's also something that uh, distracts a lot of us. Uh, from social connections uh, and uh, add to that that uh, people are getting busier busier uh, even out here uh, it detracts it it detracts from from their mental health but probably the most significant fact is that uh, that the farmers out here have a very intimate relationship with the land uh, people probably don't realize this but uh, but whatever happens to the land happens to them they're, they're living on the land it's what they see 24 uh, 7 it's what they drive around and so uh, when the land's in drought, uh, when things are dying, uh, when it's barren, um, that's actually, that's their experience. That's how they feel. And so um, so their mental and, and emotional state can often follow 
uh, what happens with the land. And, and we're coming off the back of 10 years drought out here at the moment. So, um, yeah, it, it can be really hard. We'd often not think of it like that. Uh, when things go good on the land, uh, you've got farmers who feel like they're doing well and then things go and take a downward spiral and their whole world gets turned upside down. There's a certain image, isn't there, of uh, country people, of farmers. Uh, it's a tough image. It's a self-sufficiency attitude type of image for rural communities, but that perhaps is maybe more of a facade because obviously things are going a little deeper than that when things don't go so well. Yeah, it, it, and it, it is tough. And uh, knowing how to get the help they need can be a real barrier, uh, especially for a lot of these people because they are very uh, very self-determined people. They are people that are uh, self-reliant uh, and they don't have a, a lot of places to turn. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I guess that's where we step in with our Outback Connect ministry. Uh, in trying to, to journey with them to help them to uh, to find uh, better help and to, to support them in the decisions that they're making. Now, it's called Outback Connect. Uh, Honour to you at Longreach Baptist Church and uh, to Carinity, and they've uh, ploughed a few dollars into this, a community-led care program. How does it actually work? Yeah. How do you connect with people in the Outback? Yeah, so there's, there's really, I, I guess, a couple of different uh, levels that we're looking at. The, the primary level is that we have developed a, a team of everyday people uh, with the intention of them uh, connecting and supporting uh, isolated people. Um, but the, the, I guess the big thing to point out is that they're not uh, connecting to provide solutions uh, or to give funds or to, or to go and help them put up a new fence. Um, we believe very strongly that, uh, in fact, the research supports it. There was some research done in 1988 that said uh, that uh, 80% of people's problems would find resolution if they can talk about it with someone they trust. Uh, and so the first port of call for this uh, group that we're developing is, is to build trust uh, with these people on the land uh, and then to, to, to allow those people to talk uh, and to ask good, powerful questions that will actually help the people in isolated situations reflect on what's going on in their lives, uh, where they're at, and how they might be able to move forward with that. Uh, and really, that's something we see, actually, that flows straight from the Bible. You know, like uh, one of the, f- the first questions that God asked to Adam was, uh, where are you? Uh, and God didn't ask that question for his own sake. He asked that for Adam's sake, because he knew that Adam needed to reflect on what had just happened. Uh, and in fact, if we look through the whole of the Old Testament, we see uh, time and time again, God asks people questions to help them reflect. He asked Job, I mean, famously in, in the uh, cave, he asked Elijah a couple of times the same question uh, to help Elijah reflect. Uh, and when we get to the New Testament, we see Jesus do uh, this, this amazing pattern of going, to, uh, going where people are, uh, loving and serving them, uh, and then asking them questions that help them to reflect on where they're at. Uh, and those questions also lead them to uh, this grace relationship uh, with him and also the challenge of the kingdom of God that's coming. So so really, I guess, the, the foundation of what we're trying to build with our team uh, is people who can not give advice uh, but listen and ask questions so that those people can actually reflect uh, on what help they need. Uh, and then obviously our, our people will try and support them in their journey in accessing the help uh, that they need. So when we're talking faith in action, uh, it's intentional that you're not trying to overwhelm anyone at all. Uh, you've got this goal as a Christian believer to love and to serve, uh, really even providing a listening ear and perhaps then a link uh, to somehow where people can find the support that they need. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just we're following what we see Jesus modeled. We love and serve everybody. Uh, we we ask questions to allow them reflect, and if they uh, do want to have spiritual conversations, we're willing to have that with them. But we're we're not pushing that. We're allowing God to be at work uh, and to join Him in His work. Um, and so, you know, um, obviously our, our, our ultimate goal is to build uh, resilient communities out here um, because, as you know, when someone does something good for you, uh, you tend to pass it on. Uh, and so what we would really love to see is this, uh, this idea of listening and asking good questions catch on and become part of stuff that uh, part, of, part of what the farmers commit themselves to uh, in connecting with each other uh, and following a similar process. So you're running the program, Steve, and building a network of connections across the west of Queensland. Are these other Baptist churches, or are you interested to talk to other churches who think they can be involved in this? Oh, we, we'd love to talk to, to anybody who would like to be part of it. Uh, there's a couple of different ways that they can be part of it. If they, uh, if they want to join the team and be part of uh, these people that are they're going to be calling and connecting with people regularly, then uh, definitely we'd love to bring them on board and give them uh, give them uh, some training uh, and to give them support as they, as they step into this. Uh, or you might be someone who uh, uh, might be an agency uh, that can work with us, uh, you know, so where we're partnering with Corinity. Corinity has provided a, a lot of the funds and, uh, and support for us, but we're also partnering with Outback Futures uh, and other uh, agencies um, to, supply, to supply, I guess, the needs that these farmers might have. So if they have, you know, uh, financial needs, we'll find an agency we can connect that provides support around that. Uh, if it is that mental health uh, need and they really need to see a professional, then that's where our back futures step in. Uh, and the third way is uh, we'd really love to raise up, a, a, I guess, a, a prayer support team around this as well so that uh, we've got people praying into this space. Uh, and also uh, it's something that as it grows, we'll continue to need more fun. So if people wanted to uh, contribute financially as well, uh, there's, a, there's a facility for that. Wonderful insights into an Outback Church and the sorts of initiatives that you have to be able to support Outback people, people who are working hard on the land. There's some other things you're doing too, Steve, Uh, some events that you're running, Uh, paddock days. Uh, Give us an insight into what a paddock day is. Yeah, so um, paddock days, uh, like we want to support people holistically. Uh, We realise because because most farmers... Uh, as you said before, they are self-reliant. They are. Um, they often uh, don't don't look for the support they could use. Uh, so these paddock days are a way of providing, uh, you know, a way to develop resilience in in um, holistically in their lives. So uh, we've got some great ag consultants that we're working with uh, that will come out uh, and and run workshops around uh, nutrition and uh, and and uh, even agribusiness. Uh, and as well as uh, people from Outback Futures coming to talk about uh, emotional resilience and things like that. Um, but really the, the, the thing we're passionate about happening through those days is just the, the relational connections happening uh, between us and the farmers, uh, building that trust uh, and helping them to be able to sort of step into this model of uh, community-led care that we're, we're, we're pushing. Um, so we're going to be holding these paddock days actually on properties uh, throughout the West uh, and uh, they'll be free to the, the people that want to attend them. Uh, and uh, as part of that day, they'll, they'll go away uh, being able to reflect on a number of different areas, being able to, to have, uh, I guess, the next steps pointed out um, uh, and being able to sort of uh, reflect on their own place in, uh, in what's going on. Well, there you are in Longreach at the Longreach Baptist Church, Steve, and uh, there'll be listeners uh, perhaps around the Longreach area. 
but listeners further afield who might want to make contact and find out how you're doing things and just connect with you and that sort of network that you're looking to establish, uh, you'd like to hear from people. You've got a website, longreachbaptist.com. Uh, people can send you an email, longreachbaptist at gmail.com. But uh, if there is a connection, uh, there's something here that can be pretty powerful. And it's all about supporting those people who are in isolated areas, whether they're farming or just uh, in all sorts of challenges they might be going through in the outback. You'd like to hear from people, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. Would love to. Yeah, send us an email. Uh, I guess they can even give me a call on my mobile, 0412 020, and we'd love to hear from anybody who's interested in being part of this program. And I imagine that for listeners around your region there, turning up to church on Sunday might be a useful way to find a new friend too, or that listening ear when you're looking for some solutions to some challenging issues. And it might not be just you, it could be someone in your family, or it could be one of the staff you have working for you on your farm. Longreach Baptist Church, longreachbaptist.com. Uh, Pastor Steve Ballin is leading Longreach Baptist. Steve, thanks so much for your insights today on 2020. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 